Last week, the law, our, our pastor triggered an argument, a very interesting argument. In fact, a debate, which I believe will continue with us for some time. In his delivery last Sunday, he made a point about a new generation that did not know God nor knew of his works in the history of the people of Israel. And he threw the question to us and said, is it because the old generation failed to tell them or the new generation failed to learn or failed to do disobeyed this morning ladies and gentlemen i want to say that i want to be out of that situation i believe that i'm speaking to a new generation because i believe in the lord jesus christ over 40 years ago when most of you were not born and for the 40 years i have had several experiences i have seen so many works of god I have worked with him for those 40 years. And there are great lessons I want to share with this generation. So, you have no excuse. <laughs> After this morning, you have no excuse. And so in future, if Jesus tarries, and somebody says the new generation didn't know God, nor did, didn't see or didn't know the works of God, didn't hear the works of God, let somebody who is here remind him this day that Edaboy just spoke about God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I believe the debate will continue. Today, I want to speak to you or share a few thoughts on the pillars of spiritual strength. Pillars of spiritual strength as i have said i have walked or lived with the lord for many many years and thank god i want to say that by the grace of god even though i haven't finished the journey i am still pressing on and i've been successful in many areas of my life with the lord jesus christ by his grace and that is why I want to share with this generation who, is, who are listening to me maybe in this auditorium on an CD somewhere some of the lessons the pillars of spiritual strength that has made some of us brace the storm of life and come to today I share with you pillars of spiritual strength Maybe it is not total, but these are the few things that we have experienced and we will talk about and share with the men and women of this generation. So I've taken my time to select five very important scriptures. And I want you to take note of these scriptures that even when you leave from this service and beyond, Reflect on them. These are some of the pillars of spiritual strength which the people of God will need in all generations as long as the Lord Jesus Christ tarries. All the passages are found in the book of Ephesians. 
The first one, it is found in Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. I will take my time and read them. Because, you see, many people don't read their Bibles. And so when you come here and the passage is floated on the board, it's an opportunity to do your devotion. It's very unfortunate. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. And I'm reading very slowly just to draw your attention to the content. Ephesians 5, Ephesians 1, verse 3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Have you noticed it? Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realm or heavenly places or spiritual realm every spiritual blessing in Christ. Take note very, very well and reflect on that. God has placed in the domain of the heavenly realm your blessing. Not just your blessing, every spiritual blessing that you need as a Christian. God has placed in the spiritual realm every blessing that you and I need in this life. All total, absolute. The challenge is sourcing that blessing for ourselves. Sourcing it. If God has deposited all the blessings, all the spiritual blessings I need somewhere, then it's my responsibility to source that blessing and actualize it in my life. That is a challenge many generations face. God has accomplished it. God has finished his portion. He has deposited all the blessings out there in the heavenly realm. Take note, the heavenly realm or heavenly places as some translations will say. They are sitting there for you and for me. All. None is left behind. I will speak a bit about that later on. The next passage still in Ephesians is in Ephesians, the same chapter 1, verse 15 to 22. 1, verse 15 to 22. For this reason, ever since I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep, now listen, the verse 17. I keep asking that 
the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. It is my prayer for you saints, Christians, the new generation, that God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, gives you the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation. I've taken my time to read these passages. Just reflect on them and see what we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. So that he is asking us to receive the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation for a purpose. And that purpose he states out here. So that the eyes of your hearts, our hearts have eyes to see. That the hearts of your eyes or the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you might know the hope which he has called you, number one. Number two, the glorious inheritance of the saints, number three, and his incomparably great power for us. His power, the great power, the power that cannot be compared with any number, any power in the world that is for us. Who believe? Have you believed in Jesus Christ? That incomparably great power that our eyes, the eyes of our understanding might be open to see the greatness of the power which is for you and for me. Is it coming to you? That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him on his right hand side in the heavenly realm. Take note. Our gifts and blessings are in the heavenly realm. Jesus was raised from the death and seated in the heavenly realm. The same place where our gifts and blessings are deposited. And then he says, not just seated there, but he's far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every title that can be given not only in the present age, but also the age to come. I didn't hear amen. And God has placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church. That's you, his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. 
I believe you are beginning to see your status in the Lord Jesus Christ. That the eyes of our understanding might be opened to appreciate, to see the hope that he has called us, the riches of the blessings that we have, the incomparably great power that is for us who believe, you and I, who believe that power is like the power that raised Jesus from death into the heavenly realm and sat him at the right hand side of his majesty above all rule above all dominion above all power and giving to him a title a name that is above every name that has been named before or to be named in future in this life and in the life to come amazing I'm taking my time to read these scriptures for you to understand. The next one, same Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 4 to 10. Chapter 2, from verse 4 says, But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive in Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. The other time, James, uh, Joe spoke about grace of God and I loved it. It's grace that has saved us not by works in any way. It is fully the grace of God. And verse 6 says, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. Did you hear that? Our gifts are deposited in the heavenly realms. Jesus was seated in the heavenly realms above all authority. And then here we are told that Jesus, God raised us up with Jesus Christ and we are sitting with Jesus Christ in the heavenly realms we are sitting with him in the heavenly realms in order that in the coming of ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus for by grace you have been saved through faith and he and this is not from yourselves it's a gift of god not by works so that no one can boast for we are god's workmen created in jesus christ to do good works which god prepared in advance for us to do may we say amen, amen. we continue ephesians 3 verse 8 to 13 when you go begin to do meditation on this book called Ephesians it is loaded with pillars of spiritual strength by which you live beyond this life Ephesians 3 8 to 13 it says although 
I am less than the least of all God's people, Apostle Paul speaking. This grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery. There is a mystery he's talking about. And he talks about his, his credentials as having been appointed by Jesus Christ as an apostle to the Gentiles to reveal the mystery of God to this generation. Which for ages past was kept hidden in God. Who, who created all things? Verse 10. His intent was that now through the church, which is you and me, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to rulers and authorities in the heavenly realm where we are seated. We should let them know the glory and the honor and the power and the wisdom of God in the heavenly realm, not on this earth, to the principalities and powers, as I will explain later on. These are pillars of spiritual strength. Unless you download it into your spirit and your mind, for Christian living, some of you will become prisoners of war in the camp of the enemy. Unfortunately, because of this lack of knowledge, many, many people, maybe somebody even listening to me, is a prisoner of war in a camp of the enemy. If you are, by the knowledge and the wisdom, by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, this morning, out of that prison. And don't become a prisoner of war of the devil. Become a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So that authorities that you may know, made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realm, according to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus. The last one I want us to read, a very common one, Six, Ephesians 6 from verse 10 to 18 Ephesians 6 verse 10 to 18 says finally finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power take note because I'm going to dwell more on this today finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against this devil's schemes. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the devil's schemes. The schemes of Satan. The purpose of putting on the weapon is to be able to stand the schemes, the deception, the plans of the devil. That is the purpose of arming yourself, not to kill. That's what the Bible says. Arming yourself to stand the schemes, to resist the schemes, 
to be able to hold your stand against him as he pushes you. And he goes on to talk about all the, the um, for our struggle is not, not against flesh and blood, no, no human beings, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places, in the heavenly realm. Once more, the heavenly realm is come to the fore, ground zero, the battlefield, where we are seated, where Jesus is seated, where the angels are, where our blessings are deposited, there, the forces of evil are also there. So the Bible says we struggle against them, put on the whole armor, and he goes on to talk about the armor. I know a pastor has handled this armor before. I'm not going to go into the armor. But before the armor, putting on the armor, Paul makes very strong statement about two actions, two approaches, which is not often highlighted. That's why I'm talking about this morning, the pillars of spiritual strength. Paul says, before putting on the armor of God, be strong. Say with me, be strong. Be strong. So two things. Be strong, the first thing, in the Lord and in his mighty power. Before he says now, put on the armor of God. Ladies and gentlemen, I want us to make a distinction between, between um, the spiritual strength that you have and the armory. I will explain. There is a distinction between the state of strength of a soldier and the armor he carries through of us. You see soldiers jogging, jogging and jogging. They are strengthening the body. So that when you are holding the AK-47, you can fight. So make a distinction between the weapons of God and your spiritual strength. It doesn't make sense arming a weak and sickly soldier. Weak and sickly soldier. It doesn't make sense arming a paralytic soldier. He has half paralysis and you have armed him to go and fight in Iraq. It doesn't make sense. It is suicidal. That is a distinction between the spiritual strength that you have and the weapons you put on. Yes, the weapons will come and reinforce you. But first of all, you must be strong. That's what the Bible says. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Then he goes on, now put on the armor of God. We often slip by that. 
We run on paralytic people wanting to put on the armor. Twisted legs and broken legs wanting to put on the armor to go and fight. Spiritually paralytic. Spiritual koshoko. Going to put on a weapon to go and fight. It's a recipe for disaster. So Paul says, listen, the first thing, be strong in the Lord and in his power. Hello? Then put on the whole armor of God. It's just like uh, physically speaking, uh, when King David, uh, that small boy David went to, to fight Goliath. You know the story. When he went to fight Goliath, um, that young man, they put on him the whole armor of King Saul to go and fight. So physically, the man could not even contain the, 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 the armor. And he did what? Put them aside. Just a bit of illustration, close to what I'm trying to say. You have loaded this shepherd boy with spear, with shield, all made of metal. Pull him down weakly in the body. But in his spirit, he's a strong man. But speaking physically, he could not wear the weapons. He threw them away and went in faith. So you see, beloved, Paul says, be strong in spirit. Be strong. And I will try to explain. I'm passionate about this this morning, especially being provoked, provoked by what Pastor brought to us last week of those generations who said they didn't hear. Today you have heard. <laughs> Hallelujah. And let me illustrate this. If you read from Luke eleven twenty one, 21, Luke eleven twenty one. Jesus says something there that illustrates what I mean by your strength, your, fisk, your spiritual strength in the armory. What did Jesus say? He says, when a strong man, hmm, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. You can have a strong man without arms. True or false? True. A macho man, but I know AK-47 in the house. But Jesus said, when a strong man is fully armed, and you dare enter his domain, you are in trouble. So the first thing is for us to note, dearly beloved, is to be strong. Tell somebody, be strong. Please shake him and say, be strong in the Lord. Some of us are so weak in the Lord. We are so weak that we cannot even put on the weapons of God. We are so weak because spiritual cretins, spiritual core. Some of us are paralyzed spiritually. So we are not even to put on the weapon. We are told to put on the weapon of God, put on the armor of God, put on the armor of God. Still we are the same. The difference is that spiritually, we haven't dealt with the foundation, the foundational issues, the pillars upon which you build your strength. Now listen to me. 
you this generation. The strength I'm talking about is a state of spiritual mindset. It's a state of spiritual mindset to press on, to live on, regardless the circumstance, drawing your strength from the Lord Jesus Christ and his accomplishment. That's what I mean by strength. When he says, be strong in the Lord, he says, have a state of mind, a state of mind that does not give up easily, a state of mind that draws its strength from what Jesus has accomplished. I will explain some of them. That state of mind, that state of situation in you, that doesn't make you bend in any way. And now put on the weapon. Wow. The state of mind and the weapons, you are more than a conqueror. And that is where most of us fail. And so we struggle to put on the belt of truth. We struggle the breastplate of righteousness. Shoot of faith, we try. But it's not working because the foundation, the pillars of our strength is not there. Our mindset is not said to be strong. Paul says, strong in the Lord. I will explain. It's not the strength of your own self. The strength in the achievement of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the next one is the strength in his mighty power. There are two things. The achievement of Jesus and his mighty power. Pentecost people sing that song. Send your mighty power. Come down now. Oh Lord. Come. Mighty power. The Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. So strengthen yourself in the accomplishment of the Lord Jesus Christ, which you will see, and in the power, the mighty power of God, the Holy Spirit. Strengthen yourself in those areas. Then put on the armor and press on. You are more than a conqueror. Are you getting me, church? Now let us go through some of the basis of strength. You see, in the passage we read, the first one, let him make that point first. We are in a struggle. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. We are in a struggle. I like the word struggle or wrestling. I don't like the warfare to war. We are in war. When we think about war, we are thinking about Afghanistan. Afghanistan is far away, Sudan, far away. But when we talk about struggle, it's here. Struggle. We are struggling. This morning, somebody listening to me may have gone through some struggle. Even this house, somebody looking at me now is in some kind of struggle. So it is in-house. It's close to us. So the Lord chooses the word, we are struggling not against flesh and blood, but against the others. So any one of us let us know, everybody listen to me, the Christian life is not devoid of struggles. It's not. It is part of it. So when the struggles come, face them in the strength of the Lord. It is part of it. Yes, last week, last week, a sister, after the church service, sister 
has called me and had chatted with me, shared her burden. And you could see the sister is struggling, struggling in the Lord. There's a battle against her life. I said, sister, it's part of it, oh. It is part of it. Hmm? So welcome to the faith, sister. It's part of it. But there's an answer to all those things. Our struggle will not be forever. That's why this morning I want to provoke your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Even as you welcome, there are you from? Hello. Welcome. So there's a struggle. Even for these are you four people who have just begun marriage. There will be struggles. So. <laughs> welcome. Who says it will be always be like white like this? You don't know. You welcome. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. But praise be to Jehovah God. That we are more than conquerors. So Paul says be strong. Number one. Because the struggle is there. There's a warfare. I don't like the warfare. The warfare goes, takes you to Afghanistan. But I want it to be here. There's a struggle. A struggle in your marital life. A struggle financially. In business. In relationships. In health. There are struggles all over. And until Jesus comes, those struggles will continue. New generation, let him tell you. Until Jesus comes, the struggles will continue. Don't say I didn't tell you. I told you. Like a young man many years ago when I got converted and I was going to scripture in your Thank God my brother says it was a scripture in your man. A scripture in your We were picking a young, we were calling ourselves because I'm so passionate this morning. I wish I can download my whole thoughts into you and go and sit down. But I'm limited. I'm a human being. <laughs> I was going to call this young man. We were three. Three of us. Myself, James Quartin, and that young man who used to go to fellowship. Every Sunday morning, we'll go and call him, go to fellowship. I think I've shared it with you before. Go to fellowship. One day, we want to call him. He had left a note in the house that they should tell us. That note says, never come to call me again. Go to your fellowship. I go my way. And that he thinks that the Christian life is too much full of challenges. So he cannot continue. In fact, he left. And I've never seen him again. Some don't know that foundation that the Christian life is a struggle. It is a struggle. If you like, ask Brother Joe Brocco. That beautiful, wonderful young man who sang here. Ask Brother Abuzo. All right. So let's go to some of the factors of strength. Let's go to some of the, ba the, the basis of strength. Mm? In that struggle, in that warfare, the first thing you've got to note, you ask the question, why are these evil spirits fighting against Christians? Why are they fighting against me? Poor, poor humanity. Why these spirits I can't see? These are spiritual beings. Why? Why do they fight against me? They are not fighting against you, per se, only you. Because it's because of God. It's because of God. God is a target. Everything that God has created, the enemy has fought against it. And because you reflect the glory of God, the devil will never cease fighting against you. He is the number one enemy of Jehovah God. And therefore, anything of God, he wants to destroy it. The wish of the devil that you complain against God. The wish of the devil is for you to criticize God. 
And to say God is not good. God is wicked. God has failed. God can do it. That is the battle of the devil. To influence your mind, God can't. That's why. He can't take care of you. So find your own way. Do your own thing. Does he really love you? Look at what is happening. You curse God. The devil wishes that one day you curse God. Have you seen what he told uh, God in Job 2, verse 4 to 6? The devil told God, if you like flesh for flesh, touch the flesh of Job and he will curse you. So the target of the devil for you is for you to curse God. But praise be to God. The word of God says, in all things, God works together for good for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. So pillar number one is that you are not fighting alone. You are not fighting. God is with you because it is on his behalf that you are fighting. In fact, the devil is attacking you because you belong to God. Look, up in the, in the heaven, the devil fought against the angels and took away one third, true or false. In the garden of Eden, he fought against man and took humanity away, true or false. When Jesus came into the world, he tried to deceive him, but he didn't succeed. And today, he is trying to deceive us. Everything belonging to God is a target of the enemy. So the pillar number one is that the battle is not your own. In fact, that's why the Bible says, put on the armor of God. God has given you the armor. For he knows that the battle is his. Hello? Otherwise, you will say, go and cover some armor and fight. He said, no, it's not your fight, oh. It's my own fight. So you need my armory. Take it. Put on the whole armor of God. So truth number one is that the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. The struggle is not yours. So in your mentality, don't think you are sitting alone. You are not alone, no. You are not alone. God, there's an unseen hand acting over you to deliver you. So strengthen yourself in that mentality that you are alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. Tell somebody, you are not alone. Yes, well, hear me. New generation, you are not alone. For the battle is the Lord's, not yours. Number two, the basis of strength. Jesus Christ, he's the reason. In the passage we read, the Bible says, he came to destroy the work of the devil. That's First John 3, 8. Then he goes on to say, he died to redeem humanity. Ephesians 2, the same passage we read. Hmm? He resurrected from the dead. He was taken to heaven. He sat in the heavenly realm. Sat in the chair on the side, right side of God. Far above every rule and every authority. So when he says strengthen yourself in the Lord, he's talking about strengthening yourself in unity. In union with the Lord. Because in the next passage we read, it says, and we were raised. We were raised. Eh? We died with him. In fact, if you read, oh my goodness. I had a lot to download though. If you read from Romans chapter 6, verse 3 to 7, we won't read it. The Bible says the qualification, we died we died with Jesus Christ. 
They will resurrect of Jesus Christ. They will want to sit with Jesus Christ in the same seat where he is seated in the heavenly realm. Hey, hallelujah. Amen. Out there, you are sitting the PIWC ground here. But let me tell you that in the spiritual realm, you are sitting with Jesus Christ out there in the heavenly realm where your blessings are, where the seat of God is, where Jesus is seated, and where the devil is playing the fool. Oh, hallelujah. But take note, beloved, to actualize that blessing, he said, you died with Jesus. That means you are dead to sin. Hear me. The believer who has died to sin is in union with Jesus Christ. The believer who says no to sin. No. I'm dead to sin. Is in union with Jesus Christ. And he says that because of that we are buried in our baptism. That's why pastors go to, uh, to, to, to baptize us. They dip you in water. And then you resurrect into newness of life. So the resurrection is now you are living a new life. He who is in Christ is a new creation. The old have passed away and all things have become new. So people will see you and say, oh, this young man, oh my goodness. That is Jesus Christ, a Christian. One, you have died. That means dead to sin. Two, you have resurrected. You are living a new life. Life, Jesus Christ resurrected. And if you fulfill this, then you can be sure in your mind, now listen, I'm sitting in the PIWC, but I'm out there in the heavenly realm. I am in the same level of the devil. Take note, we are all in the same. Some of us think that the devil is flying over our head. And poor man, I'm walking when the devil is flying over my head. He is not flying over my head. I project myself in the same spiritual realm. Satan, I come to your level. I am the spiritual realm, the heavenly realm. I am there with you, face to face. Now, in the name of Jesus, who has conquered you, who has overcome you, by whose name every knee should bow, come on, disappear from here. He will disappear. But if you see the devil walking on top, huh? on top, and you are sitting down, you are walking on your, your head, that's where they, so be strong in your mind, in your mentality. The Bible says we are seated of Christ in the heavenly realm, the same seat above all authority. Oh my goodness. Did you hear that? So the witches have not over you. Oh, no, no, no. They are beggarly, beggarly, beggarly. If you are a witch in this house, me, I don't book you. Peter is in here. Oh, you think all the people are looking at me? Some we don't have some here. <laughs> Maybe one or two be better. Huh? But me, I don't book you. Yeah. Hallelujah! Yeah. For I'm in the spiritual realm, sitting with Jesus in the highest place, with all the divine gifts of God. Every gift of God is upon me. It's loaded out there where I'm. I can see it sitting there because it's the same place. Oh. Oh, 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 what time me hammer, what time me hammer. Five minutes back. They say I should go, but I will not, I will not defy my pastor. Oh, my goodness. You wait. We'll see. 
So uh, please don't forget my qualification, the basis of the strength. You died. That's the basis of the spiritual authority. You died. That means you are dead to sin. If you are living in sin, you can't say, I'm sitting in the highest realm there. You are sitting in what, what realm? Who told you? Hallelujah. It is good to always protest to. Pastor has bought a solution. So just let's take note. And uh, if it doesn't go well, you buy the CD and everything will be there. Like I said, I will repeat it. The pillar qualification. I'm talking about the basis of our strength. It's our union, our union with Jesus Christ. And if you read all those passages, Romans 6, 3 to 7, it talks about our being buried, died, we died with him. And therefore, sin has no power over us. If a Christian has considered himself, herself, dead to sin because of Jesus Christ, you are in a step forward. It's not enough. You are buried in baptism and you rise up into newness of life. You are a step forward. If you have, for, you have certified these two conditions, then automatically, in the spiritual realm, the Bible says in John 3, he who is born of the spirit is spirit. Hello, he who is born of the spirit is spirit because flesh and blood cannot go and sit in the spiritual realm. Flesh and blood cannot go and sit in the heavenly realm there. It is spirits who are there. So I must be born into the spirit. So the Bible says, he who is born of the spirit is spirit. So when we believe in Jesus, we are born in the spirit and we are qualified to be able to go into the spiritual realm, the heavenly realm where Jesus is seated, where I am also seated, where the gifts of God are, where the demons are also seated. I qualify. So I am not underqualified. I'm, I'm not underqualified. It's a good English. I'm qualified in the same plane. If you speak spiritual language, I'll speak spiritual language, Satan. If you stretch your spiritual hand, I'll stretch your spiritual hand. On the same plane, we are all in Ghana. Ghana is Ghana. Whether you're in Tamale or Kumasi, it's Ghana. Spiritual realm is spiritual realm. Heavenly realm is heavenly realm. Satan, wherever you are, I'm also there. Hello? So you can't play the fool. That mentality should give you strength. That is the mentality you need. That's what you need, young men, young men, young women. You need a mentality that you are not a subject of the devil. You should not be a prisoner of war in the camp of Lucifer. No! Absolutely no. It's a misnomer. It's an aberration. It doesn't happen. It should not happen. If for some reason somebody is a prisoner, come out. By faith in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come out. You tell the Lord, the devil, and say, hey, now I know. And I come out. And it shall be. Amen. The next strength, that's your union of Christ. You are sitting with him far there. Far above all principalities. You are sitting with him. That is why I'm telling you, some of us are live 40 years plus in the Lord. And if we share with you the testimonies of warfare against real principalities, I'll let you sit here the whole day. And you will never be bored. And all these, we are more than conquerors. Amen. Let me tell you this. They condemned me to death in 2014. Uh, 2004. 
sentenced me to death for breaking certain ancestral something. And they sentenced me that to death. 2004. Ten years after, I am as strong as before. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this generation, you should understand it because I refuse to take it. You are sending me to death. You lie bad. I am sitting with Jesus in the same seat all above every authority and every power if you don't know. And I'm in the same spiritual plane in the heavenly realm. I'm not sitting on earth and you are out there. I am there with you. If you say hey, I'll say hey, hey. Hey! Hallelujah! Be that minded, beloved. New generation, be that minded. Be that minded. A brother came to me, and you know what his trouble? He had a dream, and, 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 and Apotro was chasing him. Apotro. And he was running, running, and Apotro. A frog, Aponcheni, is chasing you. Oh, ho! Come out and be strong in the Lord. This generation, hear me this morning. The last but one and a half on the spiritual strength <clears throat> is what I read from Ephesians 1, 13. It does not say God is going to deposit all your spiritual blessing. It says God. In fact, Paul has begun, he's already thanked God. He's giving him thanks. He will not thank God for something he hasn't done. If you doesn't, you haven't done anything. Oh, that probably. Oh, God bless me. That's a pastor chase come at me when he hasn't paid any money to me. Paul says, "I give thanks to God Almighty, who has blessed us in the heavenly places, the heavenly place, heavenly realm, with all spiritual blessing in Jesus Christ." God has done it, my dear beloved. You have all the blessings, so you have it. He has deposited them in the heavenly realm. Only lift your horizon today. This morning, lift your horizon today. Put on your strength. Come on, shake off the weakness in you. And be strong. That's what Paul is saying. Be strong in the Lord. In union with him and in the might of his power. The Holy Ghost and the gifts. In fact, the power, the blessings of God that have been deposited in the spiritual realm include the Holy Ghost. And the gifts of the Holy Ghost, the blessings of marriage, the blessings of business, the blessing, every blessing of good health. God has provided it for you. He has provided it for you according to the word of God. Listen to me. Paul says somewhere in the scripture that listen, me, nobody taught me. I did not confirm flesh and blood. Everything I think was by revelation. Did you hear me? He says, one day I was taken to the third heavens. And the things I saw and the things I heard, some of them are not permitted to say. And I'm speaking to you the truth, my dear beloved. God has loaded all your blessings in the heavenly realm. It's within your reach because you are seated there in union with the Lord Jesus Christ. The challenge is that those demons are also there and they are deceiving. That's why the Bible says be strong so that you can face the, the deception. Look, the devil, is, his work is deceptional. He always comes to deceive. He's a deceiver. His tool is to deceive you. 
to believe that you are you are you are not there, even when you are there. One day, oh, Obunsam, <laughs> a nursing sister, a nursing sister from University of Ghana, was having some serious spiritual attack, and he sat before me as I counselled her. You know what she told me? See, Mister Boete, my heart is no more. I, I stopped beating. I cannot feel my heart. It has stopped beating. A nurse. <laughs> Saying that my heart. And she was perishing under fear. The devil is deceiving her, my friend. Your heart is not beating. Don't you see you don't feel it? You see, you are not feeling your heart. So your heart is not beating. Say, yeah, in fact, it's true. My heart is not beating. And the boy said, my heart is not beating. The devil deception. He can make you feel like you are sick when you are not sick. He can make you feel like poor when you are not poor. He can make you feel like you are not blessed. You are the most horrible person on earth. When you are the most blessed person on earth, he can let you feel that you are a failure when you have succeeded. Hey. For me, when I hear the voice of the devil, I take the opposite. <laughs> and it helps a lot. <laughs> because the devil doesn't speak the truth. It's always lies, deception. Beloved, this morning, my passion is take on these spiritual pillars. The battle is the Lord's. It's not your battle. It is his. That's why it says, put on your armor. And the basis of the strength is God himself is a battle owner. That's number one. So don't struggle yourself. Rely on Jehovah God. Number two, Jesus, your Lord, for whose sake you are here, has conquered for you. Number three, you are in union with him. That Jesus, you are in union with him, sitting out there in the spiritual plane. Number four, the deposit of gifts of God, the blessings of God. Every blessing you need, every. Look at the Bible, it says every blessing. Let me tell you, every blessing, whether it's accountancy or psychology or physiology or whatever logic in this life and in the life to come is deposited out there in the spiritual realm. It is yours for the claim. Beloved, this morning, awaken unto good faith. This morning, strengthen yourself. Don't be a prisoner of all in the camp of the enemy. Refuse to be a prisoner of all. Refuse to be a prisoner of conscience of the enemy. Refuse it. And your faith will lift you up. Then you can put on the armor of God. Whoa! In the heavenly realm, not on earth. Don't fight on earth. Oh, don't fight on earth. The sister, the brother, the, you know, they manifest in the flesh. But the real battle is out there. This morning, as you are praying for the struggle that you are facing, throw it up there in the heavenly realm. Tell him now, yeah, I know. Oh, I see. Me, I thought I was on earth and fighting. I know that I'm there. Come on, Satan, hear me. I'm in your level. And I'm telling you, I have authority over you. That struggle is over. That struggle is over. I am no more a prisoner of war. A prisoner of conscience in your camp. Out I come. And be gone. And it shall be yours. May God bless you.